0: I am so glad for this opportunity to talk to you guys. Um, You have no idea. When the leaders asked if I would come and speak to you guys, and I know we run in different circles, Um, so some of you guys, you don't know who in the world is talking to you, and that's fine. Um, But when the leaders asked me to share the gospel with you and that this whole gathering was gonna be around the gospel, I seriously jumped at the opportunity because you gotta understand, like, you know, the, the good news of what God has done for us, man, it, it, it has radically changed my life. Um, quick, quick background, like I, my mom died while she gave birth to me. My dad remarried and then uh, my stepmom died in a car accident when I was about eight. And then my dad got married again. And then he died when I was twelve of cancer. And so I'm like this twelve-year-old kid that just went to his dad's funeral and to see his body and then and then and then to see it buried in the ground. A few years after I saw my stepmom's body, you know, buried into the ground. And you know, I remember even after my stepmom died, there would be these dreams at night and these thoughts, and it was so hard to go to bed thinking. Gosh, life just ends. It's just so. It's just so quick. It's just you know what, what happens, man. And this fear, like, do I just end? Like, what happens at that moment? And then going through it again with my dad, and the, this, this searching, and and I'd been in and out of churches and heard these messages, but I had no clue what they were talking about. But then, as a as a young teenager, searching and a little bit lost, a little bit like. Man, anything can happen tomorrow. I've seen how life just ends. They're there before you. They're gone the next. And realizing that could happen to me, it's like, what is this all about? And it was during that time that for the first time I heard and understood the gospel and it changed everything, everything. And now it's been 40 years since that time and I am more fascinated by the gospel today. That's all you need to know about me, okay? it's I am just a human being now. I've been, you know, married 20, shoot, I forget how many, like 27 years, 27 years, seven children, two grandkids, um, you know, so I had a lot of life. And at our 25-year anniversary, my wife uh, looked at me at dinner, and she goes, do you know anyone happier than us? She goes, do you know anyone more blessed than we are? And she goes, I keep thinking there's got to be someone, but I've never met them. And I thought, honey, that's the way I feel too. Our life has been outrageous. Why the gospel? That's it. And so when I'm asked to share that good news, the gospel, I'm like, yeah, with this, a circle of people I've never shared with? Absolutely. And what I, what, all you need to know about me is, I'm more blown away by God today and the truth of this book than I was 40 years ago when I first started believing. And I even remember as a teenager, I would be you know studying this book and, and understanding who God is more and more, and I would just be fascinated. And I would look around, the the confusion was sometimes I'd look around in churches and going, are you guys reading the same book? Are you guys hearing the same message? Because this is freaking me out right now. I am blown away by this. And I can honestly tell you even this morning, this very morning, before recording this, man, I'm in the presence of God, just worshiping him, just blown away. Like, it was one of those moments where I, you know, when Jesus says, I want you to love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I am praising him and I feel like it's with the totality of my being just shocked, just floored, just blown away, going, God, are you kidding me right now? That, 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 you know, on earth, so much has changed over this last year. I get it. But you've got to understand in heaven, very little has changed. You know, God doesn't change. You know, and I love that scene in Revelation 4 with those four living creatures as day and night they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Like that doesn't end. It doesn't change. It, it talks about the, uh, the the elders just bowing down, dropping their crowns on the throne. It talks about God Almighty sitting on His throne with lightning and thunder coming from His throne and fire around there and a hundred million angels praising Him. All these creatures, it's just like worthy as a Lamb. So in heaven, it's just, you know, this Almighty being sitting on His throne. It, we were all shaken this last year. We, we've had all sorts of experiences. God is sitting on his throne. It doesn't change. And so for me, even though 2021, like January 1, um, I, I did COVID. Great way to start the year. And so does my whole family. And so we're all just laid out with fevers. And, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Even in this even though we're not feeling the way we want to, even though, uh, you know, we don't, we're not even in the place where we want to be because we had an amazing last year in Hong Kong. And uh, and then uh, we had visa issues, so we had to return. We're like, ah, oh, you know, we're here. We don't want to be here. We're sick. We don't want to be sick. And it's like, no. But you know what? God is still worthy to be praised. And so when I find myself in this circumstance, then... I'm gonna praise him, I'm gonna work even harder, but he deserves my praise right now because he is still the same God that I worshiped five years ago, 40 years ago. He has been faithful to us all of this time and I'm not gonna stop praising him until I die. And, and so when you're in that time, because I was thinking about, that's why we love that first chapter of Job when all those things happen and he still praises God. We love reading Hebrews 11 and you see all the struggles and the sacrifice and the suffering, but they never stop praising God till they die. And you go, okay, there's something worshipful, something that that honors God, that glorifies him when I worship him during the difficult times. And so so that's why I'm just... Just that's all the background you need to know about me is that for these 40 years, I've been blown away by him. And maybe other people, they hear the gospel and they it becomes old news um, rather than good news. But for me, I, I really believe with integrity, I can say to you, I am more fascinated by the gospel today than I've ever been. Just blown away. You know, Ephesians 2, 2, it says, uh, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of life, uh, power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among, among whom we all once lived, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. I was meditating on that this morning, just... Think about it, you guys. We were dead. We were, by nature, children of wrath. It says, there was a time when you and I, we just did what we wanted. It's like we just, we had no conviction of our sin. We just did whatever we did. He says, we just followed everyone else on the earth, dead in our sins. And it says we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. That means I was deserving of God's wrath because the way I was living in rebellion of him, I wasn't aware of his presence. I didn't have any feeling or sensitivity to what he wanted. I just did what I wanted. And it would have been perfectly fair and just for him to pour out his wrath and then it says, but God, being rich in mercy, but this being, this holy, holy, holy being who had every right, if that was the end of the story, he poured his wrath on I me, mean, that's fair. I rebelled, but, but God, being rich in mercy, this is what I praise, for, praise him this morning for. I'm going, God. You don't have to be, you, you, you are, that's by nature, you're rich in mercy. What if our God was not rich in mercy? How would our future look? Because he's telling us our future is so that in the coming ages, he can just pour out his grace upon us. And it says, whoa, so I was dead and I was a child of wrath, and now there's going to come a time in the coming ages when he'll show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Like, in my sin, He made me alive. It's not like I was a good person. It was like, no, it's just by my grace, because I'm rich in mercy. And yes, you're an object of wrath, but because of this great love I I give you, and and I'm going to have my son die on this cross. I'm going, wait, so you're this almighty, holy being. dwells in unapproachable light and you're telling me that you went through that much suffering because you wanted to be one with me no one loves me that much no one wants me like that this is insane that's the good news like he wants and he made a way so that we could be forgiven and be one with him and have his spirit in us man This is why we praise him. This is the good news. And there's this future laid out for me where he's going to show me just how much he loves me and pour this grace out on me for all of eternity. And if you believe that from your heart and you've chosen to follow him, then we are a part of this body of Christ. I know there will be some differences with some of you. I don't even know what they all are. No two people have the exact same theology, but it's about this life-giving gospel. If His Spirit is in you and you are alive, this is the message that gets that that needs to be out in the world. You know, I I live like two right now, temporarily, like two blocks from the beach. And um, a couple of days ago, I I took some of my kids there, and and there were these like these, this, these gross like globs on the ground, you know, by the water. And I'm like, Oh, you know, you don't want to step on them. I'm like, what is that? And you get closer and I'm looking at one and I'm like, Oh, that's like a part of a jellyfish, you know, that maybe exploded or well, I don't know what, I-. but then you look even closer and go, no, that's an actual, each one of those little globs is a jellyfish, you know, that just got washed up. And I don't know why there were all of these on the shore. And, um, You know, I try to flick it back in the water, you know, like that starfish illustration, you know, and like, I'm gonna safe as life, you know, but it just washes back up. And I noticed, like, there was one where it was kind of twitching. I go, it's twitching, it's still alive. Let me throw it in and just washes back up. And my kid had like this uh, sand bucket. So I'm like, hey, fill that up with water. You know, I fill it up with water and, and I scoop this one in, you know, and it just kind of sinks to the bottom. But then it starts twitching. And then it comes back to life and it starts swimming around. I thought, wow, this is so cool. But every time I pour it back into the ocean, it just, so I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know that much of my nature, like why that happens. Um, but I was intent on saving some jellyfish. So I was like, hey, let's see if we can keep it alive at home. So we brought the bucket home with like several jellyfish. Okay. And, uh, and my wife had, you know, a vase of flowers and I emptied it. And uh, I put the jellyfish in there. And you got to check this out. <laughs> and my daughter had this like colored light. So these are jellyfish. And then I, I just put it in our, on our dining room table. And I'm going, whoa, you know, do they eat? What do they do? What? You know, so I just Googled because I didn't want to do anything wrong. I mean, I figured I saved their lives. So that was a good thing. Um, but I thought, is it cruel keeping them in a flower vase, um, and staring at them? And, uh, and so I just Googled, like, jellyfish as pets. And the first article was, is it cruel to have a jellyfish as a pet? And the answer was, no. Um, it said jellyfish, these things, they have no brains and they have no nervous system. So they don't feel anything and they don't know anything. So they don't even know that they exist. They don't feel anything. And I'm, I'm staring at them going, God, are you kidding me? I mean, I, I, I literally stared at them for hours. You know, as I'm working, I just kept looking up like, whoa. Mesmerized going, what are these things then? God, why would you create this creature that doesn't have a brain and doesn't feel anything? It just kind of flicks, and yet it's beautiful. And I've never, so I don't know, I'll probably throw it back in the ocean and give them one last shot. But I'm I'm just looking and amazed, and it, it made me think, like, gosh, these creatures have no, They don't even understand their own existence. It's just like that passage in Ephesians two, where it says we were dead in our trespasses and sins. There was a point when we weren't aware of this God in heaven. And we had no sensitivity to his existence and that we exist for him. Colossians 1.16 says, all things were created by him and for him. And yet somehow he gave us a mind to understand him. He put his spirit in us so that we have the mind of Christ and we're, our eyes are open to the truth of the good news. And and suddenly we're sensitive to the things that he hates, but we were dead in our trespasses and sins, and he made us alive together with Christ, and so we just praise him, going, God, I am so amazed that I am alive in you. Praise you, God. This is what we worship him for. This is the good news, and there are so many people on the planet right now, so many people at your university that they're floating around, dead in their trespasses and sins, with no awareness of who made their minds, no awareness of how he wants them to live, no awareness that they are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And it's our job now because we've experienced him to tell people of this fascination we have and why life is so good, even during this crazy time in our country, in our world. We're like citizens of this other world where we're blown away by the grace of God. And so, man, I, just like I jumped at the chance to tell you guys, I'm thrilled about Jesus and what he's done for me. It is good news. It's the best news. Forty years into it, I'm more fascinated by him today. And I pray the same is true of you as you keep studying his word, as you keep seeking him, that you never lose the fascination of the gospel and that you see yourself now as messengers of this great message for the rest of your life.